0: Hello, 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 and welcome to the Fandom Show, the podcast where we learn about fantastic fandoms by talking to our favorites about their favorites. I am Kaya Green and I'm Stephanie Malik. And today we are talking about the movie and subsequent beedle, spin-offs beedle, beedle, that beedle, ruined the phrase beedle, beedle, beedle. who you gonna call? It is Ghostbusters!
1: Beedle, 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 yeah. yeah. Beedle, beedle, beedle.
0: Steph, how does Bustin make you feel?
1: Made me feel so good! <laughs> um, yeah, I, Ghostbusters is a lot of fun. Uh, it's, uh, what do you know about Ghostbusters? Let's uh, start it. I got too excited. <laughs> yeah, you jump right in there. No, I love
0: it. Um, what do I know about Ghostbusters? I've seen the original film, 1984 film, I think, if uh, i uh I'm not mistaken. Um, I watched that when I was a kid. I've always loved that film. Um, really loved the ghosts because I was a little creep. Um, and I Little kids are
1: creeps. They love ghosts. Little kids are
0: absolutely creeps. Do not let anybody tell you differently. They're all little, they're spooky little things. <laughs> um, and I love that about them. Uh, but yeah, I, I really loved the movie when I was a kid. Um, and... I haven't watched a lot of the, the spin off stuff. I watched the 2016 film, um, and I think I watched some of the cartoon when I was a kid, uh, but that's sort of the extent of my understanding of the lore is just, you know, the, the original film in which four people bust ghosts.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What it's, about you? What do you know about it? Uh, I mean, I know about the same amount. Uh, I've seen them all, uh, I've seen 3.5 of the movies, because uh, I've I got sleepy and fell asleep halfway through the really good new one. This was literally last night. It was literally last night, and it just because <laughs> I was sleepy. Not that it wasn't great. I was really enjoying it. I just got sleepy. Um, yeah, I enjoy <laughs> this world. I enjoy the characters. I enjoy the uh, fun hairdos that usually one of the members of the four Ghostbusters in any given franchise has. Um, it's a It's a lot of fun. Uh, But you know who does know a lot more about Ghostbusters than either of us? Oh my god, Steph, who? It's our guest! It's our guest, Ian McIntyre, who is a television writer and comedy guy, and has worked (laughs) on shows including Degrassi, Next Class, The Beaverton, and Inspector Gadget. He also once tried to fly home with his replica proton pack and was stopped by security because it 100% looked like a giant bomb. I'm so excited to bring on Ian McIntyre. How's it going, Ian? Hello,
2: everybody. What's Thank you man? for reading that verbatim <laughs> as I wrote it and sent it to you.
0: Yes. Just so everybody knows, we didn't call you a comedy guy. Yeah. <laughs> it feels important that those are your words.
2: Yes, it, it, it sounds less weird coming from me, but only marginally less weird. I'm doing very good. I'm very excited to be here. Thanks for having me, pals.
0: Oh, we're so I'm so excited to talk to you about Ghostb- Ghostbusters, ugh, saying it, um, which butters. is Goat Butters. Yeah, Goat Butters, guys. <laughs> Go let's goat do butters. it. The famous, famous film. Goat
2: Butter is delicious.
0: This is your biggest fandom, yeah?
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, it definitely is. Oh, that's
0: amazing. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, let's talk a little bit, like, right off the top. It, imagine that a listener listening to this doesn't know a goddamn thing about Ghostbusters. Certainly, yes. What would you tell them about this story to sort of sell them on it a little bit?
2: Uh <laughs> Ghostbusters is basically the story of a, a group of goofy scientists who invent a way to catch ghosts like uh like exterminators and they're uh, like blue collar uh you know they start a business a small business to catch ghosts and they're kind of like you would call the Orkin man, except it's four uh, people <laughs> in jumpsuits with big, uh, elaborate mechanical backpacks, uh, and comedy generally ensues.
0: Yeah, like replace cockroaches with like demons
1: and ghosts. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Which one's scarier? Really hard to say. Honestly. Yeah, very
2: basically the same thing.
1: <laughs> uh, what uh, What's your origin story with this fandom? How did you get into Ghostbusters?
2: So I got into it not by the movie. Uh, I got into it by the cartoon show. Yes. Really? So the real Ghostbusters, the cartoon show that started in, I think, 1985 uh, and then ran for a few years. And uh, I would have been about like five or six years old when that came on. It was on after school every day. Nice. No, no, sorry. It was on at lunch because I would come home for lunch and I would watch it. I I was obsessed. Um, and I definitely think uh, the the cartoon show is a weird Remember when uh, the 2016 Answer the Call movie came out and a lot of people uh, on Twitter had a very normal time about it?
1: <laughs> yeah, I remember there being
0: absolutely no discourse at all. No discourse
2: whatsoever. Everyone
0: <laughs> felt neutral.
2: Yeah. Um, by the way, I, just to get it out there, I like Answer the Call a lot Me and I'm too. not here to be a wang about it. So
1: Yeah, if you're <laughs> listening to this being like, I can't wait to hear them rag on some ladies. You're on the wrong one. Or
2: is I can't it. wait to be mad because this guy rags on some lady. No, 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 I like that movie a lot. It's a lot of fun.
1: Yes,
0: uh, that's. This is not that podcast. <laughs> no, not that kind
2: of podcast. Um, but anyway, I, and, and a lot of guys were freaking out. They're like, "How dare they make Ghostbusters funny? This isn't. It's not funny. It's not a comedy. And it's Those I mean,
1: original actors, definitely serious drama actors. Yes, yeah, that, the the cast and, of S. L. Murray and <laughs> Ben <laughs> Aykroyd.
2: Um So yeah, but but for a lot of people, especially. <laughs> Especially middle-aged men like me, uh, they watched the cartoon, and the cartoon was a lot of fun. Like, I mean, you said that you saw it a bit, a little bit, yeah. And it, like, it would have jokes. And, you know, they were yeah. all very dr- sarcastic, and it was all there's a lot of like, I'm busting a ghost, and I'm making a wisecrack while I do it because yeah. I'm, you know, not scared.
1: Very TMNT, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, yeah. and very,
2: Tome. very much so. But at the same time, it was very much like a job of the week. Like we're gonna go right. bust a ghost. It was more of an adventure show, yeah. And I think that's why a lot of guys my age really have it in their head that this is like a sacrosanct property that maybe should be taken way more seriously than it needs to be. Right.
0: Yeah. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Exactly. That was the big question when that uh, that discourse that we ignore uh, yeah. came out. It was just like, really. Ghostbusters, exactly. really? I'm like I love Ghostbusters,
1: but that's the thing that's going to ruin your childhood. <laughs> and I will say a lot of I'm open to people critiquing fandoms sure, because I no, think that's course, very important. Yeah. Oh, but if absolutely. your critique is "Wow, they have boobs, can't be good." That's not a critique. Yeah, That's just, just gonna being say a it, bit of a troll. Just
0: saying it right now. We don't like women is not a fair critique <laughs> on absolutely anything. So let's just draw that line in the sand. Yeah.
2: But anyway, uh, to bring it back to your original question, yeah, I love that cartoon, to Death. The cartoon is so fun, and it was so much better than it had any right to be. It was being such
1: a good cartoon. A yeah.
2: spin spinoff of a like a weird high concept comedy movie. Yeah. yeah. Like. Ah, uh, there were episodes, like, uh, the, 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 literally, like, there's a Cthulhu episode, like, a big Lovecraft.
0: Is there actually?
2: The episode is literally titled The Collect Call of Cthulhu. <gasps> and it, it's, like, a big Lovecraft mythology thing where Cthulhu gets summoned and attacks Coney Island. Excuse me, uh, I'll
0: Island. be back in half an hour. You
2: talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> By the way, all of the episodes are free on YouTube. Oh, my really? god! Really? Like, oh, my gosh. Uh, on the official Ghostbusters YouTube account, they were just like, oh, what do we, Here. Just watch them.
1: Wow, you're yeah. welcome everyone. We changed all of your lives that's today. A, that's a franchise that knows its fandom is just like, I know you're gonna have trouble finding this, so here, just enjoy. They yeah. put out
2: a box set of it like, God, 10 years ago or something like that, but it's already like very much a collector's item. Yeah. It's incredibly yeah. expensive. Yeah, oh, it's, cool. it seems like
1: the fandom
0: really has a like really fun grasp on itself. Like it, it, there's so many like people inventing things and making things and like, hey, I built my own trap. Like it's a very uh-huh. handy fandom I find.
2: Yeah. It's it, like it's very, I mean like, like a lot of fandoms, it's. There's a lot of building props, yeah, and it's it's very fun to do, and that's the thing I did uh, many years ago. And one of my favorite things I own is a giant replica proton pack on my wall in the office, which it's is awesome. fun. Thank you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, can you walk us through what is currently out there in the Ghostbusters world? Because there's obviously you talked about the cartoon, we know about the movie. What's that world?
2: So, the, like, there was the movie, the original movie in 1984 uh, that came out and was. Um, improbably successful, (laughs) like should not have worked nearly (laughs) as well as it did, was kind of lightning in a bottle and almost worked in spite of itself. Exactly (laughs) why
0: I like it. It's great. It's so great. And
2: it it is too, like it was such a happy accident in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. that it's almost very difficult to to replicate or to keep going because then they tried to do Ghostbusters 2 and even that is like, it's fine.
1: Yeah. That was my favorite movie in the series just because that painting... Oh, that, I love that villain. <laughs> What's the painting? I haven't seen this one.
2: Oh really? Yeah. Oh my God, she's talking about the painting of Vigo the Carpathian, yeah. who was like a 12th century Romanian warlock. Oh my God. Uh, and a despot who died, um, and then vowed to take over the world again, and was there was basically a giant painting of him done, and his soul lived on in the painting. Of course it did. The <laughs> one of the, okay. I, even though Ghostbusters 2 is like, they kind of just tried to copy the beats of the first one, and it's a bit of an underwhelming sequel, and you can tell that especially Bill Murray is just kind of there for a paycheck. <laughs> yep. Dan Aykroyd's brain is nuts. <laughs> and he was like, well, we're still going to come up with an insanely over-detailed backstory and lore for this, right? Of course. And, and Harold Ramis was like, I can't stop you. So, <laughs> so. he didn't. Oh, yeah, of course. And, like Part of the joke, too, about Ghostbusters 1 is that you know, it's, it's four blue collar guys having this business and the villain is this like overly complicated kind of mythological Lovecraftian like demigod from right. Sumeria and stuff like that. Way and
0: above their pay grade. Way above their pay grade. And the yeah. joke
2: is kind of like it's just another job for us. And, and I do admire that in the second movie they kind of tried to keep that going. Uh, but anyways, yeah, there was the first movie, there was the second movie, which was like kind of fine. Uh, but I got to go see it. Uh, my dad took it, me to see it for uh, Passing Grade 3. Oh! Uh, I remember. Yeah, I was so excited. My dad was like, I don't understand anything about
1: this. <laughs> like, shut up, dad.
0: <laughs> but
2: he, hey, he was cool. He took me. It was all good. I think we went to McDonald's. It was rad. Oh,
1: that sounds Aww. lovely. Uh, oh, it was the best. Was it when they had the Ghostbusters toys that you could get from McDonald's? I don't remember those. Oh, what were I, they? Uh, the one that I had as a kid was for your bike. It was like a little uh, siren that you put on it, and it just, oh that's right yes
2: oh my god I do remember those those were great
1: yeah they had good good toys say what was a Slimer before I found out Slimer wasn't just a cool fun sidekick and he is actually a scary ghost uh there was one of him too that was like a little horn well in the cartoon I remember that
0: thing floating around I saw that on so many friends
1: Uh,
2: and speaking of uh, uh, Slimer being a fun sidekick in the cartoon like because they wanted to age it down a little bit for kids, uh, for for one they made Slimer like their pet kind of sidekick. Sure. Uh, for two, they weren't allowed to smoke all the time. No, oh,
0: <laughs> interesting. They didn't want kids doing
2: that. They didn't want kids doing that. It didn't strange. work. And for some reason, they they wouldn't let the character of Winston have a mustache anymore. They're uh, like, yes. no, It's too adult, too adult, too <laughs> adult. Kids can't see th- this amazing mustache that Ernie Hudson has. <laughs> That's such a strange
0: choice. <laughs>
2: oh, so a bit of sad trivia. Uh, when they were making the cartoon, obviously none of the actors from the movie vo- did the voices in the cartoon, except yeah. Ernie Hudson did audition for the cartoon and oh, didn't get it.
0: What? Oh, no. He auditioned oh, wow. to do the
2: voice of Winston because, like, at the time, he was just kind of like a, a gigging sure. theater yeah. actor. Yeah. And this was sort of his first big break, and <laughs> they didn't cast him, oh, which is so God. sad. Oh, my God.
1: That yeah. hurts.
0: Well, it we does. love you. We uh, love you, Ernie.
2: Oh, I, I, love, I love Ernie Hudson a great deal. I met that guy once at a con, and he is in way too good a shape for oh. the age that he is no
1: fair good for him
2: he's in his <laughs> 60s and he is jacked
1: that's awesome it's ernie hudson if you're listening to this podcast which i know you are yes. um drop that workout routine drop it for us i want to be
0: oh i thought you were telling him to stop it I was no like, do no, you no want, drop ernie. it tell <laughs> me what it is tell me how
1: i can be 60 and ripped
2: please i would like to know how to do that if it's not hard work yeah if i don't have to which do, i, do I bet it isn't uh, i sure. bet it's no, super easy it's not. right <laughs> that's why
0: we're all ripped yeah okay so uh question for you i understand that there's like some history to how this movie got made because as you said it's a sort of a bit of lightning in the bottle in a bottle like shouldn't have worked or existed but did well how was this film made
2: so uh it was originally a movie it was a treatment that dan Aykroy wrote by himself in the early like 81 or so uh for him and john belushi because uh, obviously they were best friends and mm-hmm. uh, from SNL, and they were gonna star in it together. Belushi was gonna play Venkman, uh, the Bill Murray part. And yeah. then, uh, as you can imagine, uh, Belushi untimely died, uh, so that was not an option. Um, so, Dan Aykroyd had written this treatment for the two of them. And remember how Ghostbusters is a, a movie about like four scientists who go into business for themselves yeah. in mm-hmm. modern day New York? Aykroyd's original treatment was uh, set in the future, Sure. There were, uh, a, it was a, a corporation of Ghostbusters. There were franchises everywhere and they kind of competed for jobs. Uh, the car flew, uh, <laughs> they traveled to parallel dimensions, And and apparently, like, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man was one of, like, a dozen giant, like, kaiju-sized entities that they fought. No
0: way. Dang. Yeah,
2: and uh, he took it to Columbia, and they were like, "Mm mm-hmm, interesting. (laughs) Uh, They were also like, you know that uh, movie treatments are usually about uh, 20 to 30 pages long, right? He was like, yes. And they were like, this is 85 pages. And he was like, (laughs) Problem.
0: So you read it, or yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so they were? Doing yeah,
2: it? they were like, "There's something here, and there's something interesting, but this would cost like $300 dollars to make, mm-hmm. and we're not doing that." And he was like, "Fair." So uh, <laughs> they went to Ivan Reitman, who had just done um, Meatballs and previously done uh, Animal House. Animal House, right? Yeah. 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 Um, by the way, R.I.P. Ivan Reitman, who yeah. just passed away earlier this week. Yeah. Um, and Ivan Reitman uh, kind of eyeballed it and was like okay what if this was just a going into business story like set in the present day Um, and they were like okay cool you've got to go picture Uh, this has to be done in I think 12 months and and, and like uh, for a movie at the time that had like a ton of effects and all that kind of stuff that's fast it's super fast so apparently like him and Harold Ramis and Dan Aykroyd went away to like Martha's Vineyard and spent three weeks rewriting like overhauling the script entirely and rewriting it they
0: hadn't like finished the script by the, that no, point? No,
2: not at all. They, they just had a treatment.
0: So they had a full year, and then they were like, "Go write it."
2: A full year, including like write this production. Script. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. my oh, god! Oh, like oh, yeah, a year until this is like people are sitting in a theater paying to watch this. Well, we will. It wow. was nuts. It was uh, impossible. So they they made it and uh, slammed the movie together and cast Bill Murray very last minute, um, and he kind of just showed up. He was like, "What's the thing, Ghost Breakers? Whatever. All right." Uh, oh, by the way, it was almost called Ghostbreakers. Because really? legally they couldn't call it Ghostbusters at first, so you remember how the cartoon is called The Real Ghostbusters? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that is because in the 1970s there was a live action TV show that was awful, absolutely awful about two old guys and their pet gorilla who was a man in a suit called the Ghostbusters, and they had like devices. And oh they, yeah, I remember. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, and then and then a cartoon got made out of it in the 80s to cash in on the movie cuz uh, this company in Canada called Filmation had the rights and they were like we're going to make our own Ghostbusters cartoon and then they made the cartoon of the movie like based on the movie and they were like we have to call it The Real Ghostbusters to avoid confusion. Oh
1: my god. Yeah. It's like when they like the band Bush uh, had to call themselves Bush X and it's like nobody knows about Bush the band. Just let them be Bush. There can be m- multiple bushes. No
0: what? Bush- yes. Yeah. People love Bush. Just let them have it be. Multiple Ghostbusters. I've never
2: actually heard of who the band Bush is. Exactly. Like the original band, Bush. Yeah, no one has. Sorry,
1: Bush. I know you're listening. If you're listening. Too bad. (laughs) Steph has
0: a very specific
1: idea of who listens to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone.
0: It's
2: it's, it's quite a mythology that's being built out. I love it. No question. (laughs) But anyways, um, yeah, so they filmed that movie like super fast, uh, edited it together really quickly, uh, famously like did a test screening of it that had none of the effects added.
0: Oh, no.
2: But it played enormously. Really? Uh, I actually... Um, Just this last week, um, uh, my friend Jason uh, DeLine, who's also a big fan of Ghostbusters, he ended up getting an extra of the box set that just got Mm -hmm. released. Uh, Somehow, some bizarre thing with Amazon, uh, he ended up getting one for free and he sent it to me, uh, which is amazingly kind of him. Uh, And one of the things that I watch is they do have a dub of the test screening version that they did. No way. Which is literally just like, it's the movie with no audio, or no, sorry, with um, only like live audio from the set. Like none of the audio post done, no visual effects, no anything, and every time it's supposed to cut to like something impressive, it's just a blank screen. And apparently apparently it's still played massively.
0: That's amazing. And Damn. Columbia
2: was like, oh, I, th- I think this is going to be a big deal. And then it came out uh, the summer of 84, and it just, ab- like, they were finishing the effects like the week of the movie. Uh, and they got it out, and it was, a ma- like, I think one of the biggest hits of the year.
0: Wow, that's incredible. What a cool story. So cool.
2: Um,
1: so we've met several generations of Ghostbusters at this point throughout the different movies, uh, shows, and whatnot. If you were to assemble your own group, which Ghostbusters would you select for your
2: team? Oh, my gosh. The the only problem is I don't know much about the extreme Ghostbusters, which was the cartoon that came out in like the '90s, which is exactly what it sounds like. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) was it just an X? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Oh god, that's a real that's that's a very good
0: question. Well, who are some of your like top favorites? Let's start there.
2: I mean, like, uh, oh god, it it always changes who my favorite is from the original one. Um, I mean, Bill Murray is just iconic and fun. Yeah. Um, But I see myself as a big dork like Ray. I don't know, mm. uh, that's a, what a hard question you guys. You're very good hosts. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I'm gonna say uh, uh, Venkman would be a lot of fun. He, he's always good to have around. Uh, definitely Holtzman from 2016. Yes. Because Kate McKinnon was having the funnest time.
1: And you can tell. Absolutely. All time.
2: And was just, yeah, like just kind of stole every single scene that she was in. Um, and some
0: she wasn't I'm gonna be honest with you <laughs> yeah. I was watching the film just being like bring back, bring her back <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> she was so good yeah
2: all me. the characters standing around being like where's Holtzman what's Holtzman up to like, <laughs> yeah they, truly they, they probably shouldn't have done that um, <laughs> but yeah no uh, they're great uh, from the new movie I don't, I'll say Phoebe from the new movie nice she, she, yeah. she was a good time and I think McKenna Grace <laughs> one review that I read <laughs> very I think accurately pointed out like she gets exactly who the character is and in some ways is fleshing it out better than the writers seem to get who the character is.
0: <laughs> yes. And I'm
2: like, yes, she is. Yeah, She's doing a lot of heavy know. lifting. I would agree with that. Uh, And, and Winston, because I'll just, oh, Cartoon Winston. Because as a kid, I thought Winston was mustaches. the coolest <laughs> guy. Yeah, I hate mustaches. Shows <laughs>
0: that, yeah. But
2: Cartoon Winston, like, his weird thing was that he was the guy who loved the car. Like, he was, like, always fixing the car and, like, knew how to get the car to work perfectly. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just a weird vibe, but I always thought that was great.
0: That's lovely. I, I love, love the that. like diversity of that that team and that they're from all like different franchises. Oh, of that's course. So, right? That's so lovely. Oh yeah, yeah. Not. <laughs> oh. Okay, cool. Um, so here's here's a question. I like when it comes to the original. I loved the ghosts so much, and I have my favorites. But what are your favorite of the ghosts in in any of the different franchises, oh. or sorry, uh, a different uh, installments of the franchises?
2: Oh, that's a good question. Um, I'm, oh, I love uh, Sam Samhain from the cartoon, which was, uh, he's the living embodiment of Halloween. Oh. Like, uh, ancient Celtic Halloween was called Samhain. Okay. Uh, but it's spelled Sam Samhain, and they mispronounced it for the cartoon.
0: <laughs> that's very funny. And that's what
2: they call it. He's basically like a big spooky guy with a giant pumpkin for a head and nice. like a cloak. And uh, yeah, it's just a really cool visual design. And I, don't know, oh. I just love the idea of like, Halloween coming to life and trying to take over the world.
1: Yeah, I think I've seen a picture of this yeah, guy. I just looked up yeah. the picture and I'm sure, this guy's cool! Oh, I never a... knew what he was from. This yep. is like that guy, that gif of the weatherman who's dancing to, to Halloween thing, and he's just yeah, like yeah, in yeah. a black bodysuit dancing with a pumpkin head. Yeah. That's what this guy looks like. It's precisely like, like that, yes. <gasps> I love him.
2: Uh, yeah, no, I, I love Sam Hain from the cartoon. He was so cool. He, like, he was so cool, he's one of the few characters that they brought back a lot. Um, and obviously, Slimer's great. Simer's yeah, I mean, good time. we all love a Slimer. Um, I was surprised in the new movie how much Muncher worked for me. Muncher
0: was so cute. Muncher I was loved adorable. Muncher. Oh my gosh, I got so excited. My only issue was with Muncher was seeing the uh, seeing him spray essentially shrapnel at children. I was like, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> why does he have? A, why does he have like a? a uh gun mouth. Yeah, the the adult in me took that too seriously. I was <laughs> like, those, those children are in grave danger. This is some serious wartime
2: shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, and th- there were some really cool designs in the, the 2016 one, too. Like, uh, like the ghost in the sewer. or not, not sewer, uh, the sewer, the subway. Who's oh, yeah. like electrocuted? Oh, yeah, yeah that oh, was a cool yeah, one. that looked cool as shit. Yeah, oh. yeah.
0: I will always have a soft spot for the library ghost in the first one. Right. I remember every time watching it as a kid just loving, as soon as they get down into the library and they see her at a distance with the shh, I was just in love. Uh-huh. I could <laughs> not get enough. I was like, this ghost rules. Oh, it's
2: amazing. And I mean, did you also get scared of it as a little kid? Of when it tra- transforms? And but they're
0: scared In the best way. Like, oh, yeah. I was just like, do it, do it, do the thing.
2: I, I, I can remember my first time seeing the movie. I don't even think I really quite, Got why there was a movie? <laughs> I knew it was a cartoon. And I was like, maybe five or six. I was like, oh, I guess it's a movie now. And uh, that part always because I would see it on TV, and that part scared the shit out of
0: me. Yeah, yeah, that's super reasonable. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of like legitimately kind of scary moments in the original. Like the arms coming out of the chair always oh, yeah. got me. I love that scene. You know?
2: Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, Sigourney Weaver is a champ. <laughs> she really sells all of it.
0: Absolutely. She plays it so seriously like she's in a different movie and I love <laughs> I love that
1: about it. It makes it so good. I love when yeah. actors do that in movies. They're yeah. just like I'm playing this so hard and so dramatically. I don't care what film I'm in. I'm in this.
2: Oh yeah.
1: Um all right. This is for sure Kai, you wrote this question. I love it. Um uh, so let's say you're fighting Gozer, and they command you to choose the form of the Destroyer. Ray went with the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. What would you unleash on the city of New York?
2: Oh no.
0: Because like, whenever I watch that scene, I'm like, I couldn't keep my mind blank. There's no way. It oh. would be,
1: oh yeah. I, I can immediately figure out what mine would be, and it would be so stupid. <laughs>
2: I just feel like whatever you pick, they'll find a way to make that terrible and destroy the world.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, if,
0: if, if nothing else, it'll be giant, but maybe it'll be even worse. Oh, know?
2: God. I don't know, like a Teddy Ruxpin or something like that, if we're going A. <laughs> With the
1: voice box, too. <laughs> <laughs> just like recordings of your own child voice being like, hey, hey I'm Teddy Ruxpin. That's that what would your be child, be I guess, sounds like. Chosen Yes,
2: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> have to keep stopping and rewinding its own tape before it destroyed uh, buildings? Yeah, wow. Oh my god, do you, you all have any idea what you would try and choose? That's a hard question. I mean, I, I
1: would have to, it would be with whatever comes into your head first, yeah, I would yeah. imagine, because you don't have time to plot on it. And as soon as I read this question, I was like, a puppy. Oh <laughs> no. It would be a puppy for Giant sure. Giant evil puppy. I'd be like, don't think about puppies. Oh, it's a puppy. Oh, crap.
0: See, I think I would do, you know the thing when people are like, don't think about zebras, and you're like, well now all I can do is think about zebras. Of course. If they were like, think of a, de- think of a destroyer, and then Venkman was like, clear your minds, the absolute first thing I would think of is the most horrifying thing I can think of, which is ventriloquist dummies. Oh <laughs> no. And as a result, I would unleash a giant ventriloquist dummy on New York, and I would just, I I think I would give up on the spot. I would be like, sorry, this is somebody else's problem now. There is no fucking way I'm fighting. <laughs> Just I leave. I'm
1: so sorry, New York. I'm so Bye.
2: sorry. I'm clocking out. Goodbye, everybody. Oh, <laughs> but,
0: like I couldn't watch the fourth toy story because it had too many ventriloquist dummies in it. It had a lot that of That movie's
2: them. just lousy with ventriloquist dummies, unfortunately. What? Oh yeah, oh, there's no. No. Yes. Oh, yeah,
0: good movie. Too many
2: ventriloquists <laughs> A lot of them. And <laughs> they're not the good idea. guys. No, they are not. They're bad guys. That makes sense. That totally makes sense.
0: So I am so sorry. Never make me bust ghosts. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because that would be it a, does not make guys feel
2: good. That first season, Buffy must have terrified you.
0: Yeah. I you know what I actually love that episode particularly because they turn it around at the end and you're like mm, oh he was one of the good guys but for the first point I was watching it I was like yeah I hate this I hate this <laughs> so kill it much. kill it Buffy kill it kill it with fire um, okay cool so I I will uh, let's let's go with this which is your favorite version of the Ghostbusters like what was your favorite
2: movie is it is it the cartoon uh, uh, no I mean I'd say uh, the the movie at this point as like it's one of those movies that I find as long as you can kind of keep it in perspective for what it is trying to be. I think that's one of those movies that kind of ages with you as you get older. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: As a kid, I was like, oh, it's a cool adventure movie. And then as I got older, I was like, there's a lot of blowjob jokes in this.
0: (laughs) A surprising number. A surprising (laughs) number,
2: like more than you need, probably. (laughs) Um, And uh, (laughs) yeah, But like, yeah, no, I mean, I love that first movie to death. Um, the, but there's not like an entry into this franchise that I dislike.
0: Yeah, you, they, they all kind of work for you? They all kind of work.
2: I mean the cartoon is like, it is a kid's cartoon. I, every now and then I'll put one on like kind of nostalgic like, Yeah. but you know, it's it, not like a cartoon I'd sit down and like binge.
0: Yeah, you're not like digging into the plot. <laughs> <yet>. Yeah, yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah exactly, not, right? not what it's
0: for. Mm-hmm.
1: That makes sense. Uh, so this w- episode recording uh, comes the same week as unfortunately uh, Ivan Reitman has passed. Uh, R.I.P. Ivan Reitman. Mm. Um, as a fan of the series, what legacy do you think Reitman's leaving behind?
2: Oh, that's a sweet question. Um, it's all <laughs> <laughs> oh. Not all of
1: mine's like, "What stuff do you like?" Which is zoom zoom pue
2: Also, <laughs> a good question.
0: I, very important.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, the, the chief question. Um, I don't, know, I don't know. Like, it's weird because as much as Ivan Reitman is identified with this, it really is kind of Dan Aykroyd's baby.
0: Right, that makes sense.
2: Um, I think the best thing that Ivan Reitman did with it is he just had, he's got such a good eye for talent and I think he was the one who kind of pushed them to hire Bill Murray Yeah, because he was like, yeah, like this guy's weird and on SNL, like his stuff, you know, was kind of out there and he's kind of hard to work with but I really think he can get the tone you guys are going for Yeah, and he ended up kind of showing up and making it up, not making it up as he went but like improvising a ton and kind of stealing the show and yeah, I think, he had a really good sense of how do I make this feel like a human story?
0: I think that's what makes the original film work so well is there's, like, I remember watching it for the first time, uh like, since childhood, mm-hmm. when whenever it is I did that, and thinking, like, wow, this movie's so much more grounded than I remember it being. It's surprisingly...
2: Human. It spends a lot of time on like getting a business loan. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and like a mortgage. And and, like,
0: that's and, part like, of running a business. Yeah. Or like renovating.
2: Yes. <laughs> like, exactly. Like dealing know? with the Environmental Protection Agency. It's <laughs> he really was like, Aykroyd, we can't have them flying around in every scene. <laughs> it needs to be other stuff, guy.
0: Yeah. And I think like that's such a good point that Bill Murray is such a good counterpart to sort of the goofier elements of like, uh, like Dan Aykroyd plays it pretty goofy and pretty broad. Mm-hmm. And that's that works really well. Well, but as a sort of sidekick move, less so than the person you're trying to relate to. Absolutely, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Under, right. Underestimated the ability to uh, recognize talent. I think that mm. is a skill in and of itself.
2: Yeah, no, it, it really, really like even as like Stripes and stuff like that. Like Stripes is a real shaggy movie, but he picks so many great people in it. Yeah, like he kind of just lets John Candy go nuts. And uh, yeah, I think uh, Reitman had a real good uh, sense for that. He was a real, um, he was a real talent, but he was really kind of unpretentious. Yeah. Yeah, I got to see him speak live a couple of times, and he was oh, just a really nice guy.
0: Yeah, he did the commencement speech at my graduation, actually. Seriously? Yeah, right. Oh, what yeah. did he talk about? Uh, I mean, he talked about filmmaking. He talked about, like, kind of the standard stuff you talk about in a graduation <laughs> speech, sure. you know, like, yeah. oh, the places you'll go, that the whole situation. Good, good. Um But, like, he, I was so charmed by him. He just seemed so like lovely and personable and like genuine. And you're right, he didn't seem like he had a pretentious bone in his body. Mm-hmm.
2: I also think it's super sweet that he did get to see Afterlife, yeah. which mm. literally is just his son being like, here, Dad, I made this for you. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so cute. <laughs> so lovely. Very sweet. Oh.
1: All right, uh, one final question before we go on to our hot takes. Ooh. What's the nerdiest thing you've ever done uh, with regards to this oh, fandom.
2: I mean... <laughs>
0: I mean, you don't need to tell us. I mean, you no, can, no,
2: I'm sure that I can.
1: Um, <laughs> On a previous episode, Kai made me talk about how I changed legally my name uh, to Lord of the Rings. I didn't make you. you I did. just you called it strongly up. encouraged
2: you. <laughs> You're so, changing what? it to Laura Dern? Because I support this oh, entirely. Oh, I wish.
1: Uh, no, my my uh, my middle name legally is Aowen. Excellent. Because of Lord of the Rings.
2: I'm very happy to hear that. <laughs> um, oh, man. I, now I got to compete with that. Uh, no, you don't. Goes and changes his name to Bankman. <laughs> I mean, I definitely think uh, in tw- in two thousand nine, when I decided that I was going to go for Halloween, as I was going to finally do this. I I was terribly unemployed at the time and had way too much free time, and spent a good two solid months putting this costume together. <laughs> I respect
0: love that. I respect and that so much. And the
2: suit and soldering wires and like getting lighting kits and stuff like that going. And God, I think it, t- it tallied up to about like five hundred bucks that I did not have to spend. <laughs> Uh, but to, like, to the thing that I described in there, um, I had gotten a friend back home in Nova Scotia because in the previous year, 2008, um, my my best friend, Sean, his younger brother was like, I wanna make uh, uh, special effects models or I wanna get into making special effects and made a fiberglass shell or, or like a fiberglass mold to make proton packs. Cool. And he made four of them for, for the guys back home and I w- looked on with envy and was like, I want to do that. And then the next year, I just said, like, here, here's the money for it. Like, will you do this for me? And he did it. And then I tried to take it home on a plane, like I mentioned earlier. And (laughs) security was not having it. Oh, no. (laughs) That makes sense. Like, as soon as I opened the bag, because I was going to take it as a carry-on, I was like, I can explain.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen Ghostbusters?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I promise this isn't a giant bomb. Uh, Although I shouldn't have joked about it being an unlicensed nuclear accelerator. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I guess that probably wouldn't land
2: great. No, nah, she was not, uh, not cool with it. Um, <laughs> but I ended up getting to take it home, which was nice. But yeah, no, like, I, I, I mean, you saw me. I had it on when we all watched movies uh, on Halloween this year. Like, I have a patch that says McIntyre. And uh, yeah, I, I've kind of been adding to it over the years and I got a better lighting kit for it a couple of years ago. It and honestly looks awesome. It's, it's an so awesome good. It's so good, it's like It's not totally, perfectly screen accurate. There's a couple things I'd like to fix on it but I've just never quite had the time or the, the money to really go all out for it. I, um, Paul Lee uh, from Kim's Convenience is a friend of a friend of mine and uh, oh my God, his proton packs are amazing. They're so good. Yeah, he
1: makes some amazing things. Like the amount of work he puts into like creating Ghostbuster stuff is so
2: cool. A couple of months ago, um, because I'm writing a kids' play with my my friend Jim uh, that we're doing for Young People's Theater, and we got we did like a Zoom reading of it online. And uh, Jim just got some of his theater friends together, and one of them was Paul. Uh, So we were all on Zoom together, and while we were waiting to start, because he was in his workshop. And I was like, oh, those are proton packs in the background. And he was like, yeah, here they are, and showed them to Uh-oh. me. And I got to like show him mine because I was in the office. That's and so
0: cool. I was so pleased. Oh my gosh. I love that. Fandom like, is I. magic. Every time I've gone to Comic Cons, there have always been people in like very accurate Ghostbuster uh, mm. costumes and like sometimes with the car and everything. And it's just like, I love how much love there is for the cosplay of this particular fandom. It, it
2: really, like, it's a detail kind of thing. And yeah. people really love it. All, plus the fact that it's like, As cosplays go, it is a bit of a forgiving cosplay (laughs) in that it is a large, rumpled jumpsuit. (laughs) It's pretty comfortable, and kind of anyone can wear it. You can also, like, you can make it yours. You can be like, I'm dressed up as Bill Murray's character, or you can be like, I'm dressed up as me if I was a Ghostbuster. Yeah. Yeah, That's all kind of fun in there. Oh no, sorry. The nerdiest thing I ever did was paying to go to a Caesar tasting that Dan Aykroyd was hosting, because
1: <gasps> he has to promote skull his vodka. vodka. Oh
2: god, the Crystal Skull vodka.
1: Crystal no Skull vodka. <laughs>
2: yeah, a couple years ago. That's where I got a photo with him uh, and got to meet him. And I, I do have uh, a poster of the movie. I, I I'd always wanted to get it signed, and unfortunately, uh, Harold Ramis died before I started. And I was no. like, oh, I'll never get this signed. But then the first signature I got was Bill Murray's. Oh my god. At uh, TIFF, they did like Bill Murray Day one year and uh, Ashley Comeau, lovely human being, was working it. Uh, and she got me a ticket to it oh, so I went and at bless. the end they were like now Bill, Mr. Murray is going to leave he's not going to sign anything please no one ask and people just rushed to the stage <laughs> anyway <it>?
1: nope. <laughs> you can't tell <laughs> and, nerds not to try to get this he, thing signed
2: he started signing stuff so I was like why not so I ran up and did it but uh, yeah Kamo wow. has stories from that day oh. she said that he uh, was very nice and disappeared on her to take the cast to get waffles And she had no idea where he was, and she was worried she was going to be in a lot of trouble for losing Bill Murray. That does sound
1: like my understanding of Bill Murray, though, that he's just kind of like, yeah, whatever, I'm going to do a thing. Yeah,
0: Yeah. honestly, I hear so many stories about that guy, and I believe every single one of them. Like, the (laughs) fact that he
1: accepts all of his job offers on a voicemail, and he picks his projects based on messages people leave on his voicemail? Like, lost
2: in translation, they didn't know if he'd show up in Tokyo.
1: Oh, my God. I
0: love it. That's so stressful. Uh I, I, Like, it must be a nightmare to work with him up until he shows up. (laughs) I never want
1: to work with him, but I love watching him work. I know, right? Yeah.
0: Like, I heard a story, uh, and these are all over the internet. I'm sure some of them are true, some of them aren't, that he walked into a diner once, took fries off someone's plate, looked him in the eye, and went, no one will believe you. And then left. (laughs) (laughs) I would do
1: that if I was a celebrity, though. I'd just be pulling shenanigans every day. That's the thing, every day. is
0: I feel like he does with celebrity what normal people would do with celebrity, yeah. which is like lightly abuse it.
1: Yes,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, but abuse it in a way where you're like, oh, you're Bill Murray and you're funny and no, I can't like, hold this against you. What am gonna
0: say about you. this, yeah. go like, for it. In a, in a bits way, yeah. Yes. you know?
2: Yeah. At, at TIFF he told a story, because someone had tried to ask him like, you seem to like just live your life so carefree, like how do you do that? And he was like, I don't know. But he was like, well I guess like there was this one time I was uh, out one night and I got a cab home really late and uh, I, talk, I was talking to the cab driver, and it turns out that he was a musician and played saxophone, and he had it in the trunk. And I was like, here, pull over. And he got the saxophone out, and he's like, I drove the cab around, and we put the windows down, and he just played saxophone. We did that for like three hours, and then we went to a bar, and he played, and.
1: <laughs> I wanna live a life the way Bill Murray lives a life. And he just like-
2: told that, like, that's a story that people do, right? Like, you know, just a night out. <laughs>
0: Like, not the story he has in his back pocket when someone's like, tell me a story. This was just a thing that happened last Tuesday. Like a Tuesday, yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. And
2: he was like, I guess, is that what you mean? And the audience was like, we love you. Oh
0: my gosh. I am so happy right now. (laughs)
1: It's
2: amazing.
0: Oh man, they say don't meet your heroes, but sometimes
1: it's okay. Yes. That's great. Unless they force you to play a concert for three hours in the back of a car, who knows? Uh, So we're gonna move now to our next section of the show. Uh, This is where we go through... The stave puff marshmallow gooiness and the ectoplasm of the internet to try to find uh, hot takes uh, provided by some are listeners, some are just random hot takes, and we're going to read them out and ask you uh, to react to them. You Ooh. you don't need to agree with them. We just want to hear what you think.
2: I agree uh, with all of them. Uh,
1: oh, okay. Right, well, thank you so okay, much great. for listening, uh, everybody. So much has <laughs> been a fan of the show podcast. Uh, so I will start. This is from uh, one of our Twitter friends, Hawkeye who says, uh, Venkman is a lecherous toad, but surprisingly a big proponent of consent.
2: Yes, next. Uh, no <laughs> it, no further uh, comment. Like, it's undeniable that he is kind of weirdly pushy in that first movie, yeah. and it is uncomfortable at times, and it's definitely like a 1984 kind of thing. Isn't
0: this romantic when men don't leave you alone?
2: Although, I will say this. I really do think the movie is very aware that he is being off-putting, Yeah, and Mm -hmm. especially with like casting someone like Sigourney Weaver opposite him, who is just clearly like such an like strong film presence. Yes, and she never for a moment really seems to buy it.
0: He always feels like he's very much at her mercy. Exactly. Yeah, she has the power,
2: and it really is that kind of thing of like if if she was to explicitly say like go now, you kind of get the sense that he would. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah, he's pushy and it's weird, and he also <laughs> manipulates that uh, undergrad student in the first scene to try and get her to sleep with him, oh, which wow. maybe not great.
0: Honestly, I will say though, in terms of like introductions of characters, there, I, I, that's one of the best introductions Absolutely. of a character I've ever seen because you instantly know exactly who this dude is.
2: Absolutely. Well, did you get like the joke of the scene is the experiment that he's doing? Yeah. And that he's proving his hypothesis, but doesn't care or notice. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> like he's so smart, it it doesn't even matter to him at that point, and he just kind of runs circles oh, around I, people.
2: I, I don't even think it's that he's that smart. I think it's that he's like, I'm I, like, I have no doubt that like Egon came up with this test for him to do, yeah. and it's like going to be his thesis or whatever, and he doesn't give a shit, yeah. and he's doing it, and he just eyeballs like I could use this to get girls, and mm-hmm. as he's doing it, like he is making the little nerdy guy more psychic.
0: it is true yeah oh man it's such a good scene
2: he does get it on
0: the last one well the
2: experiment is like I'm testing the effects of negative reinforcement on ESP abilities and yeah the last card that he guesses is like really specific and he does get it because he's been shocking him the whole time
0: So funny, and
2: Bagman doesn't notice, and still lies and says that he got it wrong, so he can shock him again. It's (laughs) to your point; like it is maybe the best introduction to a character. Yeah,
0: like it it tells you so many complex things about him very, very quickly.
2: Absolutely, it's lovely. Yep. All
0: right, what do we have next? Um, Okay, so uh, number two. Ghostbusters Answer the Call didn't get a fair shake. The talent was incredible, and if you watch the full-length movie, not the theatrical release, it fills a lot of the gaps that the people complained about, and that is from one of our listeners, Stephanie Malik, president of the Holtzman <laughs> Fan Club.
2: Wow, that's a... Uh... What a
0: great take. Yeah, I love that. I, Steph said it was really important that I read that one. <laughs> 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 I, I just gotta shut up. What? What? <laughs>
2: I sense there's shenanigans going on here. <laughs> Never. Um, I, of course, yeah, I totally agree with you. Answer the Call did not get a fair shake. People online, and and the weird thing is, like, I do think that was a fairly small group of the fans, yeah. and I'm doing air quotes when I say that, but being the internet, a small group can sound really big. Yeah,
0: yeah. and they're always the loudest, right? They're always the loudest, yeah. right?
2: Um, yeah, I do think... I also am frustrated because I do think that it made it impossible to have any kind of real good faith conversation about that yeah. movie. You kind of either had to love it or hate it.
0: Yeah, and if you didn't like it for one reason, people would be like, "Is it because of the women?" And you're like, "No."
2: <laughs> and if anything, you're like, "But I, and I don't want to feel like I'm giving these chuds a win, yes, or sounding like I agree with them." So yeah, I'm, like I have opinions about the movie. On the overall, I really like it, and I do agree. I think the talent, like. Of course, that's who you cast. Oh, yeah. And I also think it's a really clever idea to, if you're going to remake the movie, whether or not trying to remake a classic movie is a good idea or a bad idea, I do think it was a really canny way to differentiate it by saying, we are going to do this with four women. Because, you know, the, the 1984 movie is this real like slobs versus snobs, blue collar, yeah. that like the man doesn't trust us kind of thing. And I do feel like the way to update that to the modern day is you know who would get a lot of not respect by doing this job is women.
0: Yeah, especially, female scientists. Especially female scientists, yeah. exactly,
2: right? <laughs> yeah, so like, I, th- I thought that was a really smart starting point and a really smart way to differentiate it. I kind of wish the movie, I kind of wish Sony had been a bit more hands-off with it and hadn't made it be so beholden to the original. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the yeah. cameos were
1: weird. The cameos were yeah, they felt
2: were real. a little forced. I kind of liked Ackeroids, I thought that was cute. Uh, and um, Ernie Hudson at the end was all right, but it it felt a bit tacked on. Murray was just kind of making stuff up as he went, and it felt like a real weird energy. Yeah, Yeah.
0: Murray was the moment where I was like, well, it's happening. Yeah. Yeah,
2: like this is going a bit off the rails. I also... I personally don't know that Paul Feig was the right person to direct
0: that. Thank you. That is exactly my opinion. Yeah. I think I think the the actresses all did incredible jobs. Absolutely. I think Paul Feig wasn't the right person for that because he's a very broad comedian.
2: Very broad and I loved Spy and I loved yes. Bridesmaids and I loved The Heat. Um, and uh, oh what's her name who wrote it? Jeez. I'm blanking on the, the the writer of the movie's name. Fake fan. Yeah, I know. I'm such an <laughs> asshole. I, I, I wanted to say Annie Mumolo, but no, she she's the co-writer on Bridesmaids. Um, oh God, I feel like an idiot.
0: That's okay. Perhaps in uh, in, in post. Oh, we can Katie right here. Oh no, you got. Uh,
2: it. Yeah, Katie Dipold, uh who was like a Parks and Rec writer. Um, I just something about the script. It spends way too much time giving filling in the backstory of the villain. Mm, and every time yeah. he shows up on screen, I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. I couldn't care less. You've made this guy really off-putting, and he's just monologuing to himself, and yeah. I'm, I don't need a lot of backstory for this story. I, j- I just want to watch the four hilarious women in yeah. Yeah. Chris Hemsworth.
1: And I get it that also, like, yeah, the villain is misogyny. We get it. Uh, yeah, and It's of entitlement and misogyny. Cool. Yeah. But for we sure. We don't need a lot of, <laughs> We don't need to dig too deep. Yeah, we, we all one, get
2: it. Exactly, right? I, I just, yeah, I wanted to spend more time with them. And Oh, and the only other thing I will say is I do feel like... Um, What's it? Uh Leslie Jones. They they keep asking her to play against type a lot in the movie.
1: Because mm, yeah. Leslie Jones is
2: like a gleeful shit disturber. Her stand up's amazing. And oh yeah. Always had such a fun dynamic on like weekend update bits on Saturday Night Live. She's and a real
0: wild card. A yeah, real she's wild chaotic. card. Yeah.
2: And it's beautiful. And in the movie, it's like she's always trying to be really helpful and like nice. And I'm like, it's not always the f- like Yeah. That's a I, weird energy from you. Yeah.
0: I really wish they had just made her one of the scientists too. Also yep. true. The optics are a little Get gross on that one. It's a for little sure. weird. Yeah. yeah, it's just like these three scientists and this streetwise
1: lady, <sighs> and it's that's, like, no. the think There's a lot to critique about this movie, and I think that uh, the nuance of those critiques gets really lost in the discourse. Absolutely, about they're women. Yeah, of course. Like, there's a lot to talk about the the casting, the way that they've chosen to have Leslie Jones, the fact that Kevin has so much of the comedy is given to the white man in the movie.
2: You was well, really is hilarious.
1: tell. You can I tell was I fell
2: really in love with him on set. And, and I it was get just, it.
0: He's great. I totally but. get it. But
2: yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I agree. But I thought the four of them were excellent. They so were. Um, and so funny and so lovely, as they always are.
1: And I remember oh. watching it and, you know, being a kid of the 80s and watching this movie and being like, now I get why so many guys my age love the movie the original movies, because watching it on screen, I was like, oh, that could be me. I'm a badass, I wanna go fight now. Like Watching Holtzman and the like two guns go to town on some so of the ghosts cool. was so exciting, and when the soundtrack kicks in, mm-hmm. like it's such an exciting moment, and that was the first time I got to feel like I was a part of Ghostbusters. That's awesome. And that's why it was so fun. You that's
2: I mean? one of the many things that I really do love about that 2016 movie, is I do feel like it just opened up the fandom so much more. And as much as I love the original Ghostbusters, I get that it it was a bit of a boy's property back in the 80s. Totally. The 80s was a
1: boy's property. Well, yeah. (laughs) Fair.
2: Um, So yeah, I I like that it was trying to get more people into it. and I don't know. I I, I really love it and I love that there are still dedicated fans of it and I really wish they'd gotten a sequel because I really feel like once it wasn't so beholden to the original property, I think that there was a ton of really great places you could have taken it. Yeah. And fun stories you could have told, and.
0: I think that's one of the problems, because I think this came out like in the same sort of era as Oceans 8, too, which I think was a couple mm. of years later, but this kind of like, hey, what if we take things that we already made with all men, and we put all <laughs> women into them, <laughs> and I think Hollywood, as. Hollywood, I
1: know you're listening, stop doing please that. Please
0: stop doing that. If, the reason, it's not because we don't want to see women do those things, we do. Sure. Um, but when you, when you take a beloved thing and r- try and remake it as close as possible, Possible, but with women, you immediately put them at a disadvantage. Absolutely. Because you're doing a remake, it's never going to be as good as yeah. the original, and people are always going to associate that with the women. Yes. And it's just frustrating to watch. Yeah, it's I just, just like wish a real they'd stop.
2: damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of 100%. thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Which I'm, I'm so glad we got to see it, but it's just like I wish that wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and it, it brings me to a next hot take, sort of, uh, not directly, but um, about the newest Ghostbusters. Obviously, another release in the franchise. Uh, And this is from uh, Adam on Twitter. Uh, Looking forward to new Ghostbusters, but New York City is a character in the original, so it's strange to take it out.
2: I guess. I mean, I don't know. Again, like as a kid um, watching the cartoon, you know, most of it was set in New York, but they would often like, they would travel to a, a small town in the middle of nowhere or do a kind of thing. So I guess in my mind, I was never that precious about like, it has to be New York and only New York. Right. Especially because, like, so much of the movie is shot in L.A. anyway. (laughs) (laughs) That's a
1: very fair point. Taking it out, you're kind of removing some of that, like, mold that you're trying to force people into with remakes of Ghostbusters. Yeah. Because Mm. if you can take it out of New York, then it's no longer that same, like, well, you're just redoing it, but with different people.
2: It's so strange with this property how much people are like, we want more of it, but, like, you can't change anything about it. (laughs) Because the original property, again, with that whole thing about it kind of being lightning in a bottle, like, it's a pretty slight... Concept and story and movie. And like at some point you gotta add to this if you're gonna keep doing it. Yeah, Yeah,
0: I think it's one of those pick a lane things that Uh happens in fandom a lot is like I if you
1: want new, you can't also have old. It just doesn't work that way. It's like when you have a favorite artist and you're like, I love this artist, I wanna keep listening. Oh, they changed their music a little bit and grew? Ugh, sellouts. Yeah, makes it's the same like, stuff, but then if they don't keep, or if they do keep making the same stuff, they are like, ugh, get something new. Mm. Yeah, damned if you do, damned if you yeah. don't.
2: Right? I mean, you saw Afterlife, they definitely did try to have the old with the new at the same time they to did. questionable results.
0: Yeah, and like, you can try. It's, it's, and once in a while, it does work. But I can't, off the top of my head, think <laughs> of any instances in which it does. Yeah. I mean,
2: <laughs> don't get me wrong, like, I, you know, Ghostbusters New York, it's a lot of fun, but at the same time, I kind of, I, I think that this, I would love to see like, I don't know, what does a Ghostbusters franchise look like in New Orleans? Oh, oh my God. God! I want it! I, That's such a good idea. I want it. Or like, what's it look like elsewhere in the world? Like just, you know, in in London or in like, who knows, right? Like There's so many cool variations of this that I think you could do. Yeah. That's what I would like to see this franchise do in the future, I'd like to see them give the franchise over to interesting creators. Yeah. I know this will probably never happen, but apparently Jordan Peele is like a mega <gasps> fan of this movie. Whoa, that would be so I good. I want him I to would make a Ghostbusters. murder to see his Ghostbusters. Jordan yes. Peele, I know you're listening. Um, <laughs>
1: thanks so much for listening to our podcast. Um, make this movie, please. We I love it.
2: I love
0: being on the most popular and famous podcast of all time. So many celebrities so many listen celebrities to it. Listen this So many celebrities listen to our podcast. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I completely agree. I think like what i what i've seen kind of happening in pop culture it, recently is like we went through a real reboot phase mm-hmm. and now it seems like we're getting into more of a like expansion of universe phase yes. and i think you're really seeing it with like marvel being like hey what if instead of just making more and more of these things which they're also doing yes. we made a weird show like wandavision mm-hmm. you know and or we star like wars expanded and... yo or the star wars universe and we expanded it a little bit and like yeah that would be so cool to see like Variations on the
2: theme. I, I'd like to see people just lean into how malleable I think this premise is. Yeah, I think you can go a million different directions. And yeah, it's always like fundamentally, it is what if science versus the supernatural, uh, or like what if regular people versus the supernatural. Which is because I've loved this since I was a little kid. Like that's that's a premise I will always pay money for. Like that's why I love the show Supernatural so much. Gosh. And uh, you know, it's why half the pilots I write are kind of about <laughs> it
0: relatable yeah. uh, um, <laughs> okay uh, so how about this one I liked and this is uh, this is from Brian McLaughlin I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly on Twitter uh, who said uh, I like at secret stories story one Ghostbusters take sorry I didn't say that correctly uh, that Egon is the head stance is the heart Venkman is the gut and
1: Winston is faith like Obi-Wan Kenobi
2: okay that's, that's nice, I that's, like that.
1: That's doing some Buffy parallel type stuff, too, in that description. A
2: little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah a little bit in that, huh? Uh, I mean, in the new movie, doesn't Winston describe himself as the sex appeal?
1: Um, so yes. there
0: you go, that's that's the alternate version. Uh,
2: which, also true. Again, having seen Ernie Hudson up close, like, that man can get it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I can totally see that. I think that, uh, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I, I always kind of wish that Winston had gotten fleshed out a little bit more in the first movie. Famously, like when the original or like the script that they were going to shoot with and that Ernie Hudson got initially, Winston was a much bigger role. Really? Yeah, and it Uh. got like cut way down by the time they got to set, and he was very disappointed about it, but.
0: That's a shame, I like Winston.
2: I love Winston, I love him so much. Because originally the the gag with Winston was supposed to be that he was like a military, marine, like, demolitions expert. Whoa. And basically was like the only person who was qualified (laughs) to handle this equipment, (laughs) as opposed to these like three weird pseudo-scientists.
1: That's very funny. Yeah. All right, Uh, why did, this is a question hot take. Why did Venkman have a powerful sedative with him ready to go when he showed up for a date with Dana?
2: Oh yeah, he has a bunch of Thorazine for some reason.
1: (laughs) You guys don't carry that around? Kaya, don't,
0: I don't pretend ki- like you do. You don't. <laughs> I do not.
2: What did you put in my coffee? <laughs> what? Ooh. Yeah, uh, I thought it
0: would really spice this podcast. Out, you were unconscious.
2: <laughs> yeah, an incredibly powerful depressant. Um, yeah, no man, that's never explained in the movie, and it's utterly insane.
1: Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Crazy, like, hey, as you were uh, correct in pointing that out. <laughs> unless it's
2: like something that's in her apartment, but even then, I have more questions. Yeah, it does.
1: Like, it d- definitely raises more
2: questions than it answers. Oh, absolutely.
0: Oh. Okay, so here's an interesting one uh, that I believe. Uh, we, you might have some opinions on uh, Walter Peck and the EPA did the right thing by shutting down an unlicensed nuclear reactor running in the middle of Manhattan.
2: Um, I mean, in fairness, it's not uh, the, the Ecto containment unit is not a nuclear reactor. That's what's in their backpacks. Uh, those are the nuclear reactors. I'm
0: not sure if that's better or worse. <laughs>
2: no, not at all. Uh, I think I think the Ecto grid is like a fusion laser thing, which is probably worse. Um, yeah, no, it's psychotic that they would not be licensed. <laughs> Like, the, yeah, uh, they should obviously be shut down. He was just a dick about it.
0: Well, oh, that, you can't deny that. Yeah, he was definitely a dick
2: about definitely it. Definitely a dick about it. Although, shout out to William Atherton, just playing pitch perfect 80s dicks. <laughs> uh, he's so good at it. Apparently a lovely man in real life. Oh, great. Aww. Who is very tired of people yelling, hey dickless at him, like from their <laughs> passing cars.
1: That's got to be hard if that's how you become famous. It's Uh just like being an awful character and you're just like, like the guy who played Draco Malfoy, I feel for him. Or Joffrey. (laughs) Yeah, that guy quit oh, acting. Yeah, because yeah, oh, really? he quit acting after playing that role because it's just like too many people were too many yelling people at him. Or giving him no. treating yeah. him poorly, so now he doesn't act anymore. There are actual
2: mean actors we should do that to. Yeah. Yeah. Can't we do that to Mel Gibson everyone? Yeah, go yeah. after that guy. <laughs>
0: Why is he still making movies? Yeah. I do have to say I think it is absolutely hilarious that there is like that in the 80s it was perfectly acceptable to make the environmental protection yeah. agency your bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. I can
2: never quite tell what Ackroyd's actual politics are. <laughs> on that one? Like, if he thinks it's a funny joke or if he was like, damn EPA coming down on the little businessmen.
1: Yeah, so oh. funny. <laughs> uh, all right, hot take. This is from a friend of the podcast, Ned Petrie. Uh, oh, hey. Huge fans of the OG Ghostbusters think they're fans of a movie when really they're fans of its marketing and ancillary products.
2: Um, I I kind of agree because I do think that a lot of fans of the original movie are misremembering how much they love the cartoon
0: yeah mm. and how,
2: how fleshed out that got and how long that ran and the fact that they were five when they watched it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do think that that's part of it. I like again, I I love this movie while at the same time acknowledging how how little there is to it. And even, like, the guys who made it, like, you can see when they made Ghostbusters 2, they didn't come back and go, like, we're gonna explore this franchise and really build it out and do world building. They were like, I don't know, you guys just wanna do the same thing again?
0: More? Yeah. (laughs) More?
2: More at, like, half speed? Like, (laughs) even they were kind of like, I guess it's fun, kinda. And, you know, and Aykroyd (laughs) is just insane, and believes a lot about aliens.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask about that actually earlier. Dan Aykroyd actually does believe in ghosts, Oh, big right? time,
2: yes. Oh, his family were mediums, um
0: amazing. Yeah,
2: he has a whole book about it. I, or I think his father wrote a book about the family. And yeah, they used to like travel southern Ontario as mediums.
0: Wait, southern Ontario?
2: Yeah, that's where they're from. He's yeah. from Kingston.
1: What? I didn't know that. Yeah. Where have I been?
2: <laughs>
1: Not listening to the Second City talk about the people who've gone through there, yeah. No. I, talk I, about them I, a lot. I feel him. like I've heard a lot of that. <laughs> oh yeah,
2: no, he, he believes in all of this. Like, so much of the stuff that's in the movie that Ray just kind of rattles off the top of his head is like stuff Aykroyd knows about and believes in.
0: Wow. Do you Believe in ghosts, I wish. Do you believe in ghosts? You know what? Uh, Sorry, I
1: pointed to Ian. You can't see my fingers. <laughs> this is a podcast. I pointed to Ian. I'm pointing at Kai.
0: You know what? I'm 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 very agnostic on this subject. Like, no. But if somebody if if something happened, I'd be like, yeah. Like you could change my mind very quickly <laughs> I got got on it, this it, one. It, got it, got it. No, because I haven't seen any proof, and most of the proof I hear about is pretty easily dismissed.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: but fun to think about.
2: Yeah. 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 I cool. was in a house one time though that I was like, I'm pretty sure that was haunted. But you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you can feel it, and uh, I'm just like, "Is this me? I have anxiety, so like, Uh... I can't. I can never (laughs) trust that." (laughs) I'm like, "I feel something spooky, but I'm just in a Walmart, and I'm only trying to get through my day." (laughs) So I feel like I am a terrible judge of whether something creepy is going on because I get that when I make eye contact. So, Steph,
1: do you believe in ghosts? Absolutely. Uh, I absolutely believe in ghosts uh, for multiple reasons, um, but mostly. Uh, because, oh God, when I explain this to people, and you're welcome to tweet at me at fandom Pod if you have to tell me how you feel about this. I feel like I've sensed weird energies in places. Like I've walked okay. into rooms and been like, I'm having a great day and gone, oh God, something's wrong in here. Oh no. Something bad is here. <gasps> like I lived in a house uh, that I found out a while later that someone had killed themselves in. Uh, and e- I hated being in the upstairs of that house because uh-huh. something felt off. Like it okay. just didn't feel good. I worked at Black Creek Pioneer Village for those who live in Toronto, it's like um, a reenactment of a Victorian village. It's very <laughs> fun. Uh, and I worked in this house called the Berwick House, which I did not know anything about when I started. Go on. And, and then someone walked in and was like, this is this is a very this and the Mance are extremely haunted buildings and those are the two buildings that I almost worked in and I couldn't stay in the front part of that building it something about it made me feel so deeply unsettled uh-huh. that I could only spend time in the new addition in the back because it just like something was awry. what and happened
2: th- in those buildings? Yeah
1: and there was a lot I don't in know your eyes. <laughs> And then I worked at Buddies' and Bad Times theater for a while, which oh. is a, again a very haunted building and I have I got a bunch of tales from people about hauntings that had happened in that space and the different ghosts a medium had come in and talked about all the different ghosts, and uh, was watching a show in there one day, and all of a sudden, uh, a torso came in front of a pull-down screen. <gasps> there were no actors there, there was no projection on it, and it just, I saw someone walking onto the stage, but only the top half of them, and then leave, and I was just like, okay, so this is ghosts, this is ghosts. Uh, my mom has uh, says that she's seen ghosts forever, like it's just, it's a thing. So uh, who am I to say that that's, not real. I so changed
2: my answer. I believe in ghosts now.
1: <laughs> like there are buildings that I can walk into and just be like, nope, 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 this bad place.
0: See, uh, see, that for me personally, because I live with you, you're just my divining rod, so <laughs> I don't need to worry. about Like you know, the little like beep beep device. That yeah, they yeah, yeah, peak meter, yeah, yeah, the beak meter. Yeah, that's the one. No, no, no. That's I believe me. it's technically
2: called the beep. The beep. beep, beep, beep no, yeah, you're right. I defer. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's uh, just the human
1: equivalent of that.
2: Yeah, oh, I
0: excellent. couldn't tell you
1: what the things are, but I just know it's either like a big old this is place to find it or a nope get me out of here, I don't wanna be here.
2: I will definitely say that being obsessed with this property when I was a little kid got me obsessed with ghosts and aliens and monsters and and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, Uh, yeah. so. uh, I, I, I don't necessarily believe in it, but I want to believe in it so bad. <laughs> and I find right? it fascinating. Like, I, I have so many books about like hauntings and ghost stories. Oh, and it's so fun. I, I like like regional mythology and stuff like that. Yeah. There's a lot of cool Nova Scotian stuff where I'm from. We
1: have a book of them. Was it Nova like, Scotia or New nope, Brunswick?
0: It was, no, it was no, Nova Scotia for sure. I thought
1: we bought it in New Brunswick.
0: No, it was Nova Scotia. Nothing fun
2: ever happens in New Brunswick. <laughs>
0: Our car battery died there, and so you are, from, you are from the Maritimes, so you're allowed to say it. Yes, yes, I am. Yeah, <laughs> just in, in case anybody was wondering.
2: We, we call it No Funswick for a reason. Oh. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Diana is going to end up listening to this, and she's going to be very mad at
1: me. <laughs> we love you, Diana. We love New Brunswick. Love you, you're good uh, let's do one last hot take. Mm. Uh, one last hot take. This comes from Paul J.P., uh, another friend of the podcast. I see lots of love for Venkman and Egon, but the actual funniest Ghostbuster is Ray.
2: Um, I mean, I think they're all pretty damn funny. Uh, I do think Aykroyd's doing a lot of very subtle funny stuff, uh, mm-hmm. especially in that first movie, because so much of it, like, he's just the guy who believes in all of it and is a little kid and is so excited. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I, uh, I, I, I I, love so many of the gags that he gets in that movie. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, just the way he's lightly bullied by Vankman all of the time.
0: Love it. Also, he, yeah, he's just such a nerd mm-hmm. and so relatable for that. Like, I will never not find it delightful when people get really, really excited about, like, really dumb stuff. Like, doesn't he get really excited about ectoplasm?
2: Uh- <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, Spengler wants to analyze it and keep it. And he's just, like, so excited. Like, it exists. We're seeing it for the first time. Well, yeah. I mean, when they're walking in, he's talking about, like, uh, how... he you know, Bill Murray's making fun of him for believing in ghosts and he's like, you forgot Peter, I was president of an undersea mass unexplained sponge migration. <laughs> uh, and like all of that stuff is like garbage that gets written about in paranormal journals uh-huh. but Aykroyd loves it so much. Uh, but I- he- He also gets enough to be making fun of it a bit. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's like, I see it.
2: Yes. (laughs) Yes.
0: But I just find his unbridled enthusiasm, unsurprisingly, to be extremely charming and relatable. (laughs) Yeah,
2: this movie was, it was such a perfect use of like all of their various hits. Cause like Harold Ramis is a bit more laid back than Egon really is, but like, they're like, oh, you're so good at playing that kind of like. Almost like Mr. Spock, yeah, kind of thing. Oh God, he's yeah. so good at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah.
1: Uh, do you have a hot Ghostbusters take that you want to share with the world, all of our celebrity listeners?
2: <laughs> um, a hot Ghostbusters take? Ooh, I know. Um, that's a really good question. Or
1: just a feeling, or a, just a feeling. Opinion. No, no. a thing that you want the world to know that you think about Ghostbusters.
2: I think <laughs> Afterlife would have been a better movie. If it hadn't done all the stuff it does in the last ten minutes.
0: Oh, we haven't even seen the last ten minutes. Very excited to find oh. out what that may be. Oh,
2: really? I fell asleep. Oh, last I night. don't want to oh, spoil sleepy. it for you. are enjoying. It's okay.
1: It. It's okay. Go for it.
2: Um. Well, no. I, I
1: mean. Okay. How about this? I'm gonna plug my ears while you say it so you won't spoil
2: anything. No, 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 it's quite alright. Well, anyway, I suspect that anybody listening to the podcast will probably have seen Afterlife. This is the one that came out.
0: And if you don't, just stop listening for
2: a couple minutes. In November, minutes. just stop listening this for is, a couple This is minutes. our
0: spoiler section of the show. it's, it's my ears It's the work. part
2: of the movie that kind of unsurprisingly veers into cameos and yep, nostalgia. That's, yeah,
0: exactly what you would expect. In a
2: way that I, uh, I actually emphatically remember saying when the movie was announced. I was like, oh, it, the obvious thing for them to do would be to show X as a ghost. They won't don't do that though. They know better than that. No. I was wrong.
0: <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> and it kind of works, and don't get me wrong, like on a pure nostalgia manipulation level, like it worked for me. Yeah. But at the same time I'm like, "Oh god, you guys know this your story of this movie was working until it kind of gets hijacked by the original movie in the last act.
0: Right, yeah. And it
2: kind of does a disservice to it. And I honestly saw someone point out that the the last shot of the movie is the Ecto-car in New York City. And then the title comes up on the screen and instead of Ghostbusters Afterlife, it just says Ghostbusters. It's as if that they were like, we're just making the first movie again, guys. Like <sighs> they kind of forgot about all the fun new characters they'd created and story that they'd established. Yeah.
1: And- Dear... People, whoever makes the next Ghostbusters movie, I know you're listening to this. Uh, Thank you so much for being a fan of this podcast.
2: Robust listenership. I love Uh. it.
1: Honestly, I'm excited for when some non-famous people start listening. (laughs) Uh, But I I just want to say, if you're remaking a Ghostbusters movie, you don't have to include anyone or anything from the original movies. We've had lots of it. Stop thinking you do. Love Bill Murray. Love Dan Aykroyd. Love Ernie Hudson. Leave them alone. Let them move on with their lives. Let just... Try something new,
0: because it'll be fun. Signed,
1: a bunch of goddamn
0: amateurs.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. A few Canadians. A
0: few (laughs) Canadians. (laughs) <laughs> a few Canadians. <laughs> All right. Well, at the end of the episode, we like to share our micro fandoms for the week, which we will be doing in just a moment. Um, but before we do, let's talk about how you can support our show. Uh, there are many free ways that would
1: be greatly appreciated. And some ways that include money that are also greatly appreciated. We just appreciate you. <laughs>
0: uh, you can reach out, follow us, or send us compliments at fandomshowpod on Twitter. I said it right you for the first it, time. You did
1: Fandom Pod. Fandomshowpod.
0: Huge day for me. (laughs) you got to keep going. Oh, I thought you were going to take the next one. If you have ideas for future episodes, want to catch up on past episodes, or just want to say
1: hi, visit us at thefandomshow.com. Please tell all your nerdiest friends about us. Please, please, please. Uh, And if you can get on your podcast provider of choice, uh, ideally Apple Podcasts, but any will do. And do a little rate, review, and subscribe. Even a one-word sentence or a one-word review helps us move up the charts, and that means that we can have more fan fans. Which I have now decided, fandom show fans uh, are fan fans.
0: Yeah, we'll 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 uh, we'll get your opinion on that later. Um, also, don't just tell your nerdiest friends. Tell all your friends. Tell your most famous friends.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we know they're already listening, but tell them anyway. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, I you- will say uh, with that, if yeah, just. Uh, Telling any any one-word review is super, super helpful for this. And people don't have to be nerds. The idea with the show uh, that we're really trying to get across is that anything can be a fandom, and anyone can learn about fandoms without having to be a fan, but sometimes you just get some fun facts and fun, interesting things that you Yeah, weren't. so if you could just proselytize for our purposes, that would yeah, be really wonderful, actually. Yeah, you know, street actually. corners, yeah. online. Yeah. Big signs. We love a sign. Work
0: sometimes, yeah. <laughs> anyway, you can also find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash the fandom show, where you can throw some of your hard-earned dollars our way, if you would like. For a couple bucks a month, you can listen to episodes early, get a shout-out, or even submit hot takes for upcoming episodes. We also have a nerds letter you can uh, receive receive right in your very own inbox, and Steph writes fan fiction
1: that will be sent to you. And it's fun. Guess what? I'm not a writer. We'll, <laughs> should we have gotten the writer of uh, in our group to write the fan uh, fanfic? Probably. No. But we didn't. No. No. The no. last no. one, no. Uh, no. just no. to tantalize you uh, from last month, was about the planet Pluto and how Pluto did as a high school teenage girl. <laughs> so, so don't miss that. Don't miss that. Uh, we also love to give a little shout out to our patrons. Uh, this episode, we're thanking patron Sean Gallagher. Sean, thank you for supporting and listening. And our theme song is by the amazing you, Sue Kim. Thank you so much for
0: that. Uh, and now for our micro fandoms for the week, which are just little little things that we're really fanning out about and loving this week. Um, so, uh, Ian, what are, you, what are you just really enthusiastic about this week?
2: Oh, um, uh, a couple of weeks ago, because uh, Jen and I will usually put on TV while we're just eating or, or something like that, uh, <laughs> and she just was uh, possessed to put on some Kids in the Hall. Nice. Yeah, so we're watching like season two of Kids in the Hall, and it reminded me I never read any of the books that were written about them recently, so I got Paul Meyer's book. Nice. Uh, And it's just, I don't know, I I just love reading about that era in Toronto and comedy. And it just makes me realize so much that like watching Kids in the Hall as a kid was what I pictured Toronto to be like. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, it just looks like such a magical place full of weirdos and creeps. Um, but yeah, no, so I've been reading that book and just absolutely loving it and watching old episodes.
0: Oh, that's so lovely. Are you excited? Like, I'm pretty sure they're making a new one. Are you excited for that? Yeah,
2: yeah, no, I, I think I know a couple of people who worked on that. Uh, and it sounds like it was pretty fun. Nice. Uh, so I'm, I'll, I'll watch it. Like, I saw a couple of their live tours in the last few years. Like, their 2015 one was really funny. Awesome. They're still good sketch writers. very
1: Unsurprising, to yeah, be honest right? with you. <laughs> ah.
2: Impossible people from the sounds of it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you, you earn your stripes sometimes and, and you can just be you. And at a certain age, you're just like, whatever, I'm me. I'm gonna do me. <laughs> uh, fun fact, I got to be at the taping of the very last episode of Kids in the Hall. Really? The show. It, I didn't know that. Yeah, my dad, wow. one of my dad's friends worked on it, and we got to be in the studio audience oh for the gosh, very final taping wow. of Kids in the Hall. That's it's
2: huge. really cool. It, it must really have been cool. a wild night.
0: I mean I was a kid. Right. So, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so let me get me stri- get it straight. You you were both at the final episode of Kids in the Hall and on Video Arcade Top Ten. Absolutely. Get out of
1: here. I mean You're
2: Canadian TV royalty. <laughs> I am.
1: My mom worked at Y T V and my dad was in music publishing, so he knew that <sighs> someone in the Shadowy Men from a shadowy planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's how we wow. got to go. Yeah, you're I've, famous. I've lived yeah. a pretty cool life. I've been I'm in much music video. Worth, anyways, whatever. <laughs>
2: oh,
1: uh, wow. Uh, Kaya, what? Just what's,
0: dropping that. Just
2: at dropping. The end. Boom.
0: Wait, did you say you're the micro fandom? Uh,
1: no. So uh, I'm not a. Hu- I'm gonna burn myself, but I'm not a huge podcast listener because my brain doesn't focus very well. Hmm. But I recently have found a podcast that gets my brain to focus on it very well, and it's called Noble Blood. Uh, and this podcast is about. Uh, Famous nobles who also are connected to murders. Uh, so it, I, I love you know the crown. I love any stories about like monarchy from the olden days, and it combines mm. that with just uh, neat stories about uh, murder. Why did I call it neat? Murder's bad. <laughs> don't murder. <laughs> neat. You neat heard it here. Murder. This podcast
2: endorses murder. Oh, murder. Endorses murder.
1: Both. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's really fascinating uh, just to hear about uh, some royals you know, some you don't. Uh, or you may not have heard of yet, so I highly recommend. It's a quick listen. It's 30 hot minutes of juicy, bloody content.
0: Nice. Wow,
1: the adjectives I've used for this.
0: (laughs) Kaya, what are you feeling about
1: this week? Mine has
0: nothing to do with murder. Um, I just finished a book called *Pyrenees* by uh, Susanna Clark, who also wrote uh, a novel that I finished in the summer called uh, Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. both excellent books, was so impressed by Piranesi. Jonathan Strange is a very, very uh, thick read, hmm. but excellent all the way through. It's mostly thick because it has more footnotes than any <laughs> novel <laughs> ever should, but somehow they're still all very funny and excellent, <laughs> and I'm just so blown away by how good of a fantasy and sci-fi writer uh, she is, so please go check out those books, because like, ooh, they are some of the best fantasy I've read in, in years. Sick. Nice
1: yeah uh, um thank you so much Ian for being here so uh, where can people find you and is there anything you want to plug?
2: Oh gosh um uh, yeah I write uh, I write um for the Beaverton website which is uh, the onion but Canada uh, <laughs> so that's what
1: uh, we call onions in
2: Canada beavers yeah, yeah exactly it's they're delicious and <laughs> spicy um no. uh, yeah so I write for that um yeah check me out there I do stuff there amazing
0: excellent um well uh, till next time friends uh believe in ghosts and uh love what you love and tell everyone about them both the ghosts and the things you Ooh. love <laughs>
1: Ooh, goodbye.
2: the phantom show The Fandom Show is produced by Andrew Ivamy as part of the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as webcomics, articles, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com.